<laughs> Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Uh, we are apparently in very good <laughs> mood already here. It's Friday. It's Friday, man. It's uh, I think you know why I think we're in such a good mood, PJ. <laughs> what? The weather. Why? Yeah, no, that's insanely true. I love it. I it love is, it. This is this is what I've been looking for. What? Yes. Okay, so it's cold, raining. It's rainy. raining hard and it's cold. Yeah. Y'all like mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Put on. You know why? You put on a sweatshirt, Cam. Layers, you can, man. You can put on some jeans and feel comfortable. Yes. I got to break out the Patagonia today. You did. I love that. Sweats. Might be the whitest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Say it again. I got to break out the Patagonia today. Patagonia. See, I did that, like. During, uh, what was it, fake fall you, you were talking about? Oh, yeah. No, so, for people out there who don't know, yeah. uh, summer in Georgia lasts from about May until late October. But what happens is every, like, beginning of every October, a storm will roll through, and then a cold front will bring in some, like, 70s and high 60s temperatures. Mm-hmm. And everyone will fall for the fake fall is what I call it. So literally you feel that crisp air the first time. And it just kind of hits you in the cheek when you walk outside. And you're like, oh! everybody goes in and breaks out their flannels and their hoodies and their cute jackets and boots and jeans. And then literally by 2 o'clock that afternoon, it's 88 degrees outside. You're sweating and you're miserable, right? It's fake fall. Then by the time you want that and stuff you get again, second summer. it's already stuffed back in the back of the closet again. Yeah, and now yeah. now I I believe real fall is here, which is always kind of striking to me. I know this is your first football season with us, Cam, but second. Well, no, I'm saying like working. Oh, the work, actual, like oh the, yeah, the high yeah, school yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, working the high school games is you'll go out there and it's like the final week of the season is like 78 degrees, and you're still in a polo and maybe some slacks or something like that. And then literally first round of the playoffs, you're like bundled up, shivering and cold, yes. doing, doing the games I was, outside. I was with PJ last Friday, and he he knows it was cold. It got down there. Yeah, no, yeah. it was not cold. It last, got down there. It was there. not. It was, it was, it was not. Cold. not I was, was cold. Out, I was out doing was a game last cold, week too. Cold. I think the I think the lowest it dropped was like 68. That's I'm not bad. Cold. I'm no, bad no, no, with no. the it weather. Was, it was 58 yeah. in in Pooler on the mm-hmm. roof. So you're saying there's a okay maybe on the roof and like the wind chill, but like. It, there's not a 10-degree separation from Memorial Stadium to Pooler Stadium. No, I, I don't think so either. I, I think cold, maybe man. you looked at it at the beginning of the game. I no, don't no, know. no. I, I, I looked, looked at, at it at the about end. halftime. Okay. Because right. PJ sure. was like, you know, do they have some hot chocolate down there? I'm like, oh, yeah. It's I did. cold. Yeah, but I was like, you know what? They probably aren't breaking out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll check We'll check tonight. We'll see what, what happens tonight, what they got at Memorial, and uh, see if they got the hot chocolate busted out yet. I guarantee you there's going to be some coaches out there tonight, short sleeves. Socks or not socks, uh, the long socks, like the white yeah, tube socks, for sure, and the shorts, mm-hmm. just rocking. It's like, it's like, like, I'm not cold. We don't, we don't let this affect us. And then by the second quarter, you see them like inching over by the heater or something like that. And it's like, yeah, everybody get oh, in here, everybody get okay, real tight, coach. everybody get in real tight, tighter. I did not okay. know this, guys. Tighter. Like, those coaches up north that like college football, for I know. They don't let those guys like wear long sleeves. You oh, gotta, it's not that they don't let them. It's that the players are like, I'm too tough to wear these. Yeah, yeah like it's a sense of toughness, man. Hey, I'm putting on a long sleeve. I'm care guys, about looking tough. Yeah. You'll <laughs> have guys like getting warm out there in in like shirtless or whatever. You'll uh-huh. see a lot of that, especially like the noon Big Ten games uh, when they're doing college game day in the next couple weeks. You'll you'll see a lot of oh, that yeah. like in the middle of college game. Look at specifically at Northwestern. Yeah, uh, look at. Terry Stakowski out here, the middle linebacker for the the backup yeah. middle linebacker yeah. for Northwestern, working out without a shirt on before the game. 
what a, I mean, what an animal he is. And then it's just like, all right, they're still going to get rolled by 30. Well, Who cares? Yeah, but they look cool doing it. <laughs> right. Well, listen, I don't pay all this money for these arm tats to cover <laughs> them up with long sleeves. I don't have, uh, listen, the only thing that's going on these arms are the little tiny armbands that make my biceps look bigger. Yep. That's the only thing going on these arms. I, I get it. You know what mate, is hilarious about those those tiny armbands you're talking about, too? Is what the dudes wear like nineteen of them on one arm? Like what? I think it looks awesome. What are you doing? I think it looks awesome. And blood flow. And then, I'm and all then, for and it. Then you, and then you like, tape the fingers up too. Oh yeah. I'm good. I'm good with the finger tape. Yeah, I like that. I like that look. Nothing sure. worse. And people will know this. I don't even think you have to play football. I think there's probably some like lacrosse and stuff like that. So like the males and females out there know what I'm talking about. There's nothing worse than being cold and catching your finger between something in oh. a in a, mm. in a sporting event. Because mm-hmm. you're cold, everything's just intensified, and then like some shoulder pads collide on your fingers. That's not a good feeling. Cam, I know all of your sports are always played in a climate controlled environment uh, inside on a <laughs> hardwood on a hardwood court. So yes. you don't know you don't know about that life, but uh, it is. Maybe it is when a, I was a kid, it is a distinct pain. Yeah, yeah. Not having very your much fingers so. get crunched. I, I believe it. I believe it. I couldn't go through it. So y'all guys got it, man. I can't. I hate. But you do feel tough when you're looking at your face mask and you just see the. The vapors. Whoo, oh, who does coming yeah. out? Then you take your you take your helmet off, and the steam's just coming off your head. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like you got flames. You don't get that up. when it's climate controlled, seventy three degrees air conditioning. Oh yes. I was gonna say, say it like, again. Thank you. I was, I was say gonna say again. like getting getting your feet stepped on stinks, but like you you got cleats on, being on the ground, and getting stepped on in the cold. Love it. With your, like your hands, your fingers. That's a problem. Like. Like Matt Ryan last week or whatever wild. it was, that, that was wild. wild. That that looked like it hurt yeah. for sure, of course. But then imagine that like thirty degrees. Oh god. Yeah, well you already can't feel your fingers in the first <laughs> right. place. And then really quickly you can feel them again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, real quick. R- real yeah. quickly. So yeah, no, that that hurts. That's a problem for sure. Yeah, but just just to be fair, if we just bring it back around, if we weren't working right now, I'd probably be in the woods somewhere, Lovely. or on a boat. Yeah, uh, like Cam's like Cam would be like huddled up inside. Oh yeah, I'll be man. Look, no lie, it's so cold right now. I hate the cold. It's I turn 52. up. That is cold. I turned up the heat last night in my apartment to like eighty degrees. It doesn't get cold until it's in like the twenties. Like, I still go outside and mess around in the thirties. Twenties like, with some wind chill. Nah. That's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of probably hanging out inside. Unless like, there's snow, <laughs> on, unless there's snow if on the it ground. Wasn't, if there's I'll snow on the ground, I'm out in it. I'll say this: if it wasn't raining right now. This is golfing weather. Yeah. Oh heck no. I would. I'm, I'm with PJ. I would much rather be cold. I'd rather be in the house than to be hot. Um. Anyway, we do have some college football stuff to talk about. No, it is. I guess. Hold on. Do we need to talk about pole assassin with Cam? Do we need to catch up on that? I thought we were going to talk about the Braves again. You know well, they won the World Series. Yeah, they did. That's insane. Is, wow, really? They, they did parade today. It's wow. cold there. I know they're it cold out there. Yeah, but they're out there. <laughs> but they're out there getting after it. And I don't know if the Braves are feeling any pain with the amount of champagne and Budweiser. Yeah. I think uh, they're yeah. all pretty warm. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're coursing, very numb, coursing through their season through, yeah. through their veins. So they're good. Uh, but now, can we will catch you up on Pole Assassin coming up in a little bit? But no, I do want to dive into this. There is some pretty significant news. Uh, coming out of Athens, revolving around this Missouri game coming up and then just the team as a whole. Number one, uh, Georgia is facing off against Missouri this weekend. I want to pull up to make sure I get the line correct. I know I sent out all the picks to you guys, but this is a historic 
spread for Georgia when it comes to the yeah, SEC. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like we've heard that a lot this year. Though. Yeah, but I this mean, is this might be this is this might be. This might be bigger. PJ, why did you respond to the email in a separate email instead of just adding it? I knew the- that was probably going to happen at some point. Do you want an actual explanation for that? No, I just want you to actually respond to the email. No, I don't want to do that unless no, I, I want unless to- our email system fixes the way it makes me respond. Every week I send out the 10 games we're picking, and everyone responds, and so I have it all in a nice orderly fashion there <laughs> so I can make the graphic. But PJ decided to be uh-huh. cool and, and respond in a separate email. All right. Nothing to do with being Georgia like is a 39-and-a-half-point favorite. It's over a conference foe Missouri. Yeah. That's insane. You know what's wild, too? I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It might be historic, but it's just like it, that makes sense to me. I don't know if I can go with that, man. Well, we'll do that that's in the tough. final segment, but I just I think that's wild that Georgia is that big of a favorite over a conference foe. I'm trying to go back and see what they were against Vanderbilt because I think I don't think it was that much. Granted, they uh, what, were on the road. What, what was it like? Thirty. It was up there. I think it was like thirty-four, thirty-five. They were on the road against Vanderbilt, but it was still they were thirty-five point favorites. Thirty-five, yeah. and they were up what twenty-eight. And right in the now first they're quarter, thirty-nine I mean. and a half point favorites. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Connor Basilak, the quarterback for Missouri, is out. Oh, that I, I didn't a, know. I think it's a combination of yesterday. a lot of things. That came out yesterday. Oh. Uh, so he is out, but Georgia has now lost two captains in a day. Okay, I know about yeah. one. Uh, Adam Anderson, Georgia's outside linebacker, yeah. is facing rape allegations. Uh, no arrests have been made in that, but he's suspended indefinitely pending the outcome of that investigation. So Adam yeah. Anderson out, one of Georgia's captains. Other one is Jamari Sawyer. Georgia's left tackle is dealing with a foot injury. If you'll uh, remember before, he had that ankle injury that he suffered in the Auburn game where Broderick Jones had to come in. Now Jamari Sawyer is dealing with a foot injury. It's Broderick Jones' time again at left tackle for Georgia. So going into this game, you are now down two captains. Um, And just looking at it from a football perspective here, I don't think it inherently matters. Nope. I I don't know that it matters until – Five weeks from now. Yeah, mm-hmm. five weeks, yeah. So you get a lot of reps in, but, I mean, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. The only way this team loses and doesn't win a championship is just based off of injuries. They've been injured all year long. I don't know if that's true. Long. I think there's two things. Injuries could play a big part in it, but I think if you don't get this offense figured out. Very true, yeah. Because we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. Obviously, for good reason, the Braves won a World Series. They did something big, yeah. And we had Pole Assassin. Uh, but Just <laughs> derailing our – Yeah, you have any idea what we're talking about? Absolutely Okay, not. we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, but So there's been a lot of things to talk about this week. I, Georgia's offense was not good against Florida. Think back to that game. With like three minutes left in the first half, it was three to nothing. Yeah. And, yeah, you had the opening drive – where you get down to about the 30 and then – or I guess it was the 20, and then Stetson has the uh, – why am I now just completely blanking on the name of this penalty? Intentional grounding uh, call. Right, yeah. Backs them up, and then Jack Belesny, who's had a rough year this year, uh, misses that field goal to start the game. You're up 3 to nothing with like three minutes left, and then all of a sudden your defense just starts taking the ball away. Right? right. You throw an interception, they bring it out to the 1. Nolan Smith rips the ball out, gives you the ball at the 11. James Cooks runs it in. Right? Very next possession, I think on second down, you have Trevon Walker tipping up the pass from Anthony Richardson. Nolan Smith picks that one off. So then next play, 36-yard touchdown, right? Outside of that, you hardly did anything until the end of the game. One of your touchdowns came from N'Kobe Dean picking off a pass and taking it to the house. Your last touchdown didn't come until the game was already over, and you just marched down the field just trying to kill clock, and Zamir White busted one. 
Yeah. Right? Beyond that, <clears throat> the offense was not good against Florida. Right. right. And I'm thinking about some of the other games, too, where it's just uh, – I'll say the Arkansas game, right? You were really – you were just able to run the football because they lost their mind. Like, they were just playing eight guys deep and had three guys down the line of scrimmage. But there was nothing really explosive in that game, right? I, I'm not – with you, Cam, where I think you can maintain the status quo. Like, Saturday's performance is not going to win you a national championship. No, I mean, I agree with you. Um, that defense is generational. It's really good. But when you play a Alabama or a team of a higher caliber, you're going to get turnovers, but not to the degree that we saw against Florida. You're not going to have back-to-back-to-back touchdowns where your defense puts you in good position. Our off- uh, offense is going to have to sustain huge, long drives and Honestly, we really haven't seen much of that this year. We've seen it in spurts. No, every I don't moon. think it's been talked about enough how much this defense has set this offense up yeah. in plus territory. Yeah. With turnovers or with just forcing three and outs. Like, think about that Arkansas game when Arkansas would just be backed up, multiple false start penalties, mm-hmm. and then they were backed up inside their own 10, go three and out and have to punt. You're getting the ball on like your 50 or their 40, mm-hmm. right? How many short drives? I, I, I'd be curious to go back and look and see how many, like, 60-plus-yard drives this Georgia offense has gone on this year. Outside of, like, kind of the cupcake teams, and we're talking about decent teams, probably four or five. Clemson, (laughs) you didn't. Auburn, you did. But it wasn't even – it was big shots against Auburn. Yeah. You had the the Ladd McConkie throw. Yeah. And then you had one good drive. The thing that's worrisome about that, too, is that I'm sure the ones that that are the, you know, longer than 50, 60, 70-yard drives – Probably a lot of those came in the Arkansas game, and, and probably a lot of those over the course of the season are majority run plays. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it's... it's I don't know, because like, I feel like, like, I guess UAB, you obviously had a bunch of bombs. Of course. But, like, Zamir White, that that might have been Georgia's longest touchdown run this year. It is. I'm yeah. just thinking of it like the top of my head. It like, is. there haven't been a lot of explosive runs. Well, no, I'm not, I, I agree with you, but you don't have a lot of explosive run plays on the 60, 70-yard drives, right? You, you have right. kind of chunk plays that, mm-hmm. that don't pick you up 45 yards at a time. It's, it's more 5, 11, 10, like kind of in between there. So uh, I would say a lot of those drives have, yeah, come against Arkansas or I, come against other teams, and they're probably majority run plays, which, which again, is, is worrisome. Is the one thing that, as you said, kind of scares me about – this team, but also, I'll say this: this game, like the, the game against Florida, didn't surprise me that much or didn't scare me that much any more than I I normally would be because I thought that's exactly how that game. Not with the turnovers, but yeah. with Florida being respectable on on defense and playing pretty well defensively, especially when when uh, you, you take on Alabama in the second half and things like that. Like they've had halves of football that. They've had halves of football that they've played pretty good defense. So I thought, especially also both teams coming off a bye, okay, Florida's going to play respectable defense there in the first half. Georgia's going to have a little bit of time to, to try and figure things out and, and, and try and get past this defense. Yeah. And then at, at some point they're going to turn it on. Did I think it was going to be with three or four different turnovers and, and setting up inside the 20 and, and a pick six and things like that? No. But... It, it didn't scare me any more than I already was because I, I kind of figured that's how the Florida game would go. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking – I think probably the best <laughs> performance the offense had is not its highest point output. It's probably the Kentucky game. Uh, your first touchdown drive is five plays, 50 yards, and you get uh, you get a touchdown there from James Cook from Stetson Bennett. And then you had a 75-yard drive 
and an 82-yard drive that ended with touchdowns. So in maybe your best offensive game, you had two drives that went for 75 yards or more. Yeah. Right? Like, you're going to have to have more than that, I think, True. to beat an Alabama. I'm um, looking at the Auburn game real quick. That is a good sign, too, because Kentucky, Kentucky's really good against the run, which means you, you probably had to, to go out there and make some key passes to, to keep those drives alive, yeah. which they were able to do. The Auburn game's right there, too. I think you had a seven-play, 70-yard drive. You had a 78-yard drive uh, with A.D. Mitchell catching that touchdown and then a 64-yard drive. So those are your two best offensive outputs so far this season. But I'm just I'm telling you, Saturday's offensive output is not going to win a national championship, and that's the goal for this team. Yeah, it's nothing less, man. I, I enjoyed the SEC championship a few years ago, the college football national cha- uh, playoff appearance, but it's, it's national championship time. I, think what, uh, I can't lie. Yeah, what scares me the most, too, about this, and this might sound counterintuitive and, and odd, but I think it's a combination of it's, it's why the point spread is so big this, this Saturday and probably the rest of the season. I mean, you, you've played Auburn, you've played Kentucky, you've played Florida. Those are all really pretty solid defenses. And in two of those games, like you said, you had some pretty impressive drives, pretty impressive offensive showings. But even if you look like you figured it out in the second half of the season or with the games remaining left, you're playing a lot of really bad defenses. Like, I'm sorry, but... but I think part of the I spread you played, and, and part I think you played three really good or four really good defenses. That's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of great defenses in the SEC right now, and there's not a lot of great defenses left on this schedule. So, who like, would you, it, this is this is the thing I'm that curious, worries I'm me curious, with though, the rest who, of this season. Hold on, I'm curious. Who would you consider a great defense? Now, Georgia has a great defense, right? But that's, like, that's, but like, that's like, but Georgia doesn't have a great defense. Georgia, a lot of people are saying, might have the best defense in the past thirty years. Yeah, it's so I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to compare other defenses to that. Georgia no, hasn't given not. up more than thirteen points, right? Like, uh, I, that's what I'm a, saying. Who has I, a great defense? I probably used the wrong word there. Like, really good. I think, like, really I think, good. Like, I'd Georgia like, has a really good defense. I'd say like Wisconsin and Penn State. But you're talking about in the country. I'm, I'm talking about in the context of college football. Because you said the SEC doesn't have great defenses. I would probably disagree on that. I'd say Alabama probably has a top 10 defense. When you're talking about players and execution, do they, they, have, do. A cra- do they have a crappy game against Texas A&M? Absolutely. They're number six against the Absolutely. rush right now. But most normal teams are going to have a crappy game, right? I'd say Penn State and Wisconsin have probably two of the top four defenses in the country, right? right. Georgia's number one. Alabama has a really good defense. Florida, for as much crap as people give them, they have a really good defense. Kyrie yeah, Elam's an All-American. Brenton Cox is 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 borderline yeah, right there, right? They like Georgia. I think has played four really good defenses. Clemson as as an elite defense. Yeah, and they've been banged up with injuries and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but as like when we started on. the season, yeah. they were fresh and they were ready to rock. Absolutely, like, they have one. Auburn has a good defense. Florida has a good defense, and I'm missing someone in there. But oh, Kentucky has an excellent defense. Yeah, Texas A and M, Mississippi State, but Georgia, is 16. But Georgia, I'm not, I'm, not yeah. defending, I'm not defending. the SEC right here. I'm defending the defenses that Georgia has played so far. Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I, that's I just said that. I, I said that. But those, you said the I, SEC I, doesn't I have good Clemson. defenses. Yeah. I, I don't think they have a lot of incredible defenses this year. And and look back at the past 10, 15 years. That's all we've heard about is how incredible the defenses are in the SEC. And I'm just saying that. I don't think they have a lot of great defenses this year. I think you've played, like you said, four really good defenses. One when it was extremely healthy and isn't healthy anymore in Clemson. And you scored three points against that defense. And I think you had two really solid showings and two really poor showings. And when you look at the the rest of your SEC schedule and Georgia Tech, I don't see a lot of teams that are going to test this offense. And that's all I'm saying is, like, 
I don't even know if you get the answers over the course oh, of you're the next it's, it's re- going to be uh, hold the your regular season. It's going to be hold your breath for the next 4 weeks. That's the only Georgia thing I'm fans. worried about. That's yeah. all I was saying. Absolutely. It's hold your breath until you get to Atlanta for Georgia fans and that's if you play Alabama. Potentially you could have a rematch with Texas or with uh, Auburn. Uh, there is a situation in which you could play Texas A&M. So there's all kinds of funky things that can still happen, but more likely than not, it's going to be Alabama and if I'm being completely honest right now, based off of the offensive performance and based off some of the injury news, I'd have Alabama favored in that game. Uh, I know a lot of Georgia fans won't like that. Kirby Smart has not beaten Nick Saban yet. I'm looking on that. I'm looking at who has the better quarterback. Right now I'd say it's Bryce Young by a long shot in that game. So all things being what they are, I think Alabama would be maybe a two- or three-point favorite going into that game. So it, it is what it is, but we got to take a quick break here. We'll come back with more. we got picks coming up in a little bit. Maybe we'll explain to Cam about pole assassin coming up here in a second this is second down on espn radio second down on espn radio is presented to you by the uniform source pj you and i spent some time here yesterday but i want to take cam here welcome cam i'm going to give you context clues and from them i want you to try to build the story okay all right texas special teams coach because pj i have something to add to this it's just it's going to make you happy oh no texas special teams coach Pole Assassin, Monkey, Halloween. Please build a story from that. <laughs> Texas special teams coach, Pole Assassin, Monkey. I don't I don't know. I think it's important also. Spe- Texas special teams coach, comma. Pole Assassin, <laughs> comma. Like not these are just these are four separate things. Not not Texas special teams coach mind, Pole Assassin. Like, if you, if you, if I'm just like, just go, go. I would just say that's insane because I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. All right, quick recap. Jeff Banks is the special teams coach and assistant head coach at the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Left his wife and kids for a lady named Danielle Thomas, I believe is her last name, or better known by her stage name uh, when she was a exotic dancer of Pole Assassin. Uh, she had a pet monkey who performed with her. She has since retired from the game. She secured the bag, married (laughs) Jeff Banks, and they live in a really nice house. Uh, They had a haunted house slash maze at their house. A, I think it was a 12-year-old child is what they said, went through the maze, and there was a sign on a gate that said, turn around, didn't turn around, went to the backyard, went around the backyard, went into another gate, and inside that gate was the the pin for the monkey. Stuck hand in the pin and got bit by the monkey. Okay, that's a lot. Just just let it digest. Yeah. Now there's something I need to add to this, PJ, because oh, no. it's just it works out too perfectly. Yeah. Jeff Banks is the special teams coach, and and the assistant head coach. Oh. Once again, dating pole assassin. Yeah. <laughs> He's also the tight ends coach. This man does everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you. Just let that simmer for a Makes second. Sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes uh, sense. You also have a can, – Cam, I just want you to look this up. Can you look up the name of Texas's kicker for me? Texas kicker? Yeah, you just go ahead and do that while you mentally process all the of this. The name? Yeah, just this, is, it, this needs to be said. Because this is a story, look, it's college football, it's going to get buried. There's going to be so many more things. I want to give it, it's just due in this time confirm. and space. I did, I did research, and apparently 
Um, Coach Sarkeesian said it would not be a distraction. So yeah, that's, it was that's a personal the best part, matter. Yeah. Is that Steve Sarkeesian is now having to answer questions about this? <laughs> College football is undefeated. At press conferences. I'm trying to find them. Oh, oh, oh! And there's also a Twitter account <laughs> for the monkey. Cameron Dicker. Yeah. Cameron Dicker, the kicker. Dicker, the kicker. Yeah. yeah. Gus Johnson, the famous call. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Lord. Also, there's a Twitter account if you want to follow it. Uh, I, I believe it's just Pole Assassin's Monkey, and he has one tweet, <laughs> and the only tweet is, the kid had it coming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I would agree with. How do y'all, f- I, wait, wait. I, How I, do y'all find out about this? We are we are way too plugged in. Like, we, we live on the internet. <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. Forget all the other stuff. No, we, we live on the internet. But I will it. say, if you just think about yesterday, I think we were a little harsh on the kid. Because mm-hmm. we basically said it was the kid's fault. Like it if, is. If Listen a, to directions. If there's a big sign that says turn around, but uh, <laughs> I forget the legal term for it, but basically it's like if you have something in your yard that a kid could get hurt on, like it's like, oh, look at that thing, like a trampoline or a pool like that, you are responsible even if it is on your property for making it hard for kids to get to because kids are stupid. I forget the legal term for it, but there is a legal term. It basically means like, oh, it's on my property, though. It's like, no, but still, like, you are supposed to protect our youth from this. And so she may not get out just because uh, – get out of this just because the kid went to the wrong part of her property. But at the same time, you're a kid. It's Halloween. There's all this scary stuff around you. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, beware. And then, like, oh, that sign's supposed to stop me. So, like, uh, you know, maybe but, went a little oh, hard man. on the kid. I, 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 I don't think we went hard on the kid. Uh, and I don't think we went hard on the parents. And and that's where I would draw the line on this. Which, again, like, your kid's been gone for 15 minutes. It's not going to take that long to get through this haunted house like, or, or whatever. And I, I I don't know, man. Like, in this instance, again, that there is legal action going against, of course, Bull Assassin. And that's, <laughs> a, again, on the on the parents. <laughs> that's on the parents. They're the only ones to do this. And that's, again, it's like, oh, my kid did something wrong, but I'm going to sue you for it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Do you think, like, what do you think the turnout was for that in the neighborhood? Because I think she put it out. There's, like, a, there's an app where you can, like, communicate with each other in the suburbs, basically. And so, like, this neighborhood has one of the pages. When Pole Assassin <laughs> puts out that there's a haunted house at my house, like, what do you think the turnout was? But I'm, all the dads sure were like, all the dads were like, kill my kids. I mean, of mm. course. Yeah. I'm not, for one, I'm not marrying nobody that has a monkey. <laughs> that's what, that's what you're that stuck is, on. Yeah, that's what, that's what you're on. stuck on. Yeah, I am. Not marrying nobody that has a pet monkey. <laughs> it is a service animal. It Cam. is a it's emotional a re- support. It's a registered monkey. service animal. Yeah. Well, still, I stand by what I say. So you, you fall, have a monkey. You fall in love with someone, just deeply, deeply in love, and it, they are your soulmate. Your hearts are puzzle pieces that are now connected. But she has a pet monkey. Kristen, if you're watching this, don't get a pet monkey. <laughs> Please don't get a pet monkey. <laughs> Please get a pet monkey because I want to put this to the test. No, no. Nah. I bet Cam has been like, I, lo- I love you. I'll never leave you. Nothing can separate us. Then a monkey comes in. Then you get him a call. Then you get him a call and that's it. <laughs> no, nah, man. I don't like, I don't, no, no. But that is an interesting and it wasn't story. A big, it's not a big monkey. It's like one of the little monkeys. And then yeah, the, those are the worst ones. And then once, How would you know this, Cam? Because I watch videos. Okay. And those then, things are ruthless. And then once Cam finally accepts your monkey, let it bite a kid. Nah. Don't let it. Like, like just you didn't see what happens. Yeah, you know, just trick the kid into you know keep going forward, and he'll get bit by the monkey, he or she, whoever it is. Oh, and now y'all are encouraging again, child like, mauling. Oh, no, I okay, mean, I'm not done at talking. all. That that was obviously <laughs> a joke, but like, yeah, I'm, 
I can't put this on Polis. Shit, they did everything they could, other than like, <laughs> other than like boarding up the gates and like putting eight padlocks on it. Like, what else do you want, man? She did what she could. I agree. I don't. I, I don't think Danielle's at fault at this at all. No. That is just it's such an aggressive name. I just wonder where <laughs> that find really it. is. And it literally has nothing to do with her, like her profession. Like, make money however you can. But like, literally, if you were like a carpenter and your name, and you like, you called <laughs> yourself like drill assassin. Like that is such an aggressive <laughs> name. <laughs> like that's like I'd come in here and be like Mike assassin. Like just yeah, sports assassin. Sports just take assassin. <laughs> oh my, wait, what? That is such that's, an aggressive name. name. It's also they'll stop in your tracks though. Like if you if you hear guess, that if you like, hear that like, that's who is that? A, that Show is an attention that correct is. that's an attention grabber you yeah. hear second down with Christian Gokel you're like yeah I but might I also listen kind to of that don't you hear like, second down with take assassins coming up hold up I don't oh, want assassins like, part of me is like I don't want a part of that you know what I mean it's like is that too much that's too hot is it hot like dude, it's like what, what what are you talking about like Mike assassin like I don't want to. Listen to some dude attacking the mic, like oh, well, that's what I do every trying day. Trying to sneak up on the mic and kill it, that's like what I no, do every that's day. not what I'm. This mic never expects what I'm bringing to it. That's not what I'm here it. for, especially in the profession that she's in. Like ah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, uh, bro, where do y'all find it? I'm, I'm leaving. I, I, I don't I, know I, where y'all find this. About at. what PJ just said right there. I'm gonna try to recover. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back with our picks after this. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Host Assassin <laughs> alongside... Dude, see, I'm a show host. Shoe though, Assassin. I, no, Shoe Assassin. I, I'm a show host. I feel like you're going to assassinate me now. No. I assassinate the show. Oh. Also, I should, I should be Show Assassin. Oh. Uh, and then you are I do a lot Hoodie of Assassin. Sure. Yeah, Kill nice. them hoodies, hoodie bro. You look that. good. You gotta hoodie. put the hood on now. You look good in a hoodie, Just though. Just do it one time. Hoodie mellow, hair. like hoodie mellow. Yeah. Uh -oh. PJ, you're gonna be working in the rain and humidity tonight. Your hair's not gonna make it anyway. So no, that's that's just... insanely true. I actually like this hood a lot because it's got like the anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm with you. No, we got some picks to get to here. Uh, I'm keeping it on. You should keep it on. Okay. That's right. cool. Sure you, know. you look like a uh, member of Fallout Boy. Okay, I'm down with that. I'm kind of digging it. Here we go. Do the kids picks. today know who Fallout Boy is? I hope so. Ten picks, like we do every week. Cody Queen somehow is still leading our picks, even though I, I caught some, <laughs> I, I, I caught up with him a little bit this past week. Cody did not have a great week. I was undefeated I through like the first six picks, and then kind of fell off after that. That's how it goes. You what, always start, the, and then you go like the records, six and four. Uh, I, don't I, know have the, I'm I don't have the full records. Uh, but Cam, yeah. you were just five behind Cody last week, mm -hmm. and I can tell you. Let's see. Let's look at Cam real quick. I should Cam be like went six or seven behind. Cam me. went one, two, four, four and six. Yeah, so you probably didn't catch up to Cody at all. You didn't make a big round. <laughs> I know I did. Uh, but anyway, let's just go ahead and dive into these. We have a game coming up tonight in the ACC. Virginia Tech. They are two and a half point favorites at Boston College. Uh, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech in this one. Boston College on that four-game losing streak. I don't see yeah. it turning around here. Uh, Virginia Tech's played pretty solid defense all year, and I think their offense will do just enough to win. I'm tired of showing Boston College love. They've disappointed <laughs> me. never do that. The only thing we should ever acknowledge about Boston College is Matt Ryan. They, they've they disappointed me like the last three weeks. I'm 0-3 mm -hmm. with them. And watch me be – give me Virginia Tech. You should. Watch uh, I win. usually – I like to go with the home teams on weird nights like Thursday night and Friday night oh. games. Uh, but – uh, I'm just going to rock with Virginia Tech. Boston College has kind of fallen off a cliff since that Missouri win, and now that Missouri win does not look as impressive because Missouri is just bad. Speaking mm -hmm. of Missouri, 
They are 39-and-a-half-point road dogs at Georgia. Because of everything you just said, I, I think it's insanely easy to, to pick Georgia in this. I think. I don't know. It's probably going to be a rainy No, afternoon. I don't know. That, that'll just make it easier for Missouri to fumble the football or whatever. It's going to make it even tougher on their <laughs> Can you imagine? Wait, what do you think that quarterback room is looking like? Hey, guys, listen. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Listen, we're playing Georgia, maybe the best defense of the last 30 years. Connor's out. Like, Connor Bazelak done. Like, he, he can't play in this one. You guys are making your first starts against uh, Georgia. In the pouring rain, yeah. like, there's going to yeah. be a lot of, like, muffed snaps and things like that. I don't know. Georgia's going to win this, like, 59 to nothing. Wow. Cam? It's going to be, like, seven um, picks. Give me Georgia because Bazelak isn't playing. Even if he was, I still might take Georgia. But give me Georgia. God, that line's huge. I can see but some that, bad But that's kicks. how big the, the oh, difference gonna, is between the I'm top gonna of take, the SEC I'm going to take Missouri like, here and just say Georgia's not wow. going to score 40. I just I don't think Georgia's going to score 40 points in this game. I think they probably keep it on the ground a lot, try to stay healthy. I think their defense could score if 30, it's in 40 the rain. In yeah, I mean, they scored a lot of they scored a, a few touchdowns. I'm, I, give me Missouri just with the points. 39 and a half is a lot. I don't think Georgia scores 40 in this game. All right. Number nine, Wake Forest, and this is where Wake Forest is really getting into that tough stretch. They have North Carolina this week. Clemson's coming up on the schedule and NC State as well. Funny thing about this one, guys, not an ACC game. This is technically an out-of-conference game for Wake Forest. They are at North Carolina. North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. That's so weird. They did this with another team not too long ago. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's so weird. A- Any way you look at it, North Carolina's favorite, which I think is just – and embarrassing and, and disrespectful. And you can go back a week and a half. I'm I'm on this show saying that I, I don't believe or, or think Wake Forest is that good. But I still respect them enough to, to think they should be favored in this game. And not only that, they're going to win it going away. I think they win wow, okay. by, by 10, 13, probably. Who? who Wake Forest? Wake Forest, yeah. I'm actually going to go North Carolina. I'm trying to look at their schedule real quick. I don't know if they have a big win this year. I might be wrong. They don't. They don't, and this is the big win right here. I think this streak for Wake Forest has been nice. It comes to the end. Sam Howell has to get a big win this year. So does Mac Brown. So I, give me I, North don't, Carolina. I don't think that's written anywhere. I don't think they have to do. <laughs> to, to do I think it's actually that. written that their coach doesn't doesn't believe in them and, like and blames the media. I think their biggest win might be Miami. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm with PJ. I think Wake Forest wins this game. I'll take Sam Hartman and their weapons over. I, mm-hmm. I, I really like Sam Howell, but. That offense has been pretty disappointing, and the defense is non-existent. Give me Wake Forest. All right, this one is, makes me upset because it's at noon, uh, but we have the Hugh Freeze Bowl. Liberty at number 16, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a 9.5-point favorite at home. Also, maybe the two first quarterbacks off the board, uh, Matt Corral and Malik Willis. Exactly. Can't wait for this quarterback matchup. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun game to watch for sure, and I think it's going to be back and forth. I do think Ole Miss wins, but I think uh, Liberty covers. So so give me uh, Liberty in this one. The Flames. Yeah. Liberty has a top 10 defense right now, statistically. But I will go Ole Miss. I, like I said last week, they should have beat Auburn, in my opinion. Matt Corral has to get a big win like that. Yeah. Come back, you play Liberty. You should be able to win by 10 points against Liberty. I think we see the Arkansas offense for Ole Miss here where they just run the hell out of the football and then just hit shots when they need to. I'll, I'll take Ole Miss covering that 9.5. Uh, this one might be the game of the day. Number 13, Auburn at number 14, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, here's the interesting thing here, guys. If Texas A&M beats Auburn, they then become big Auburn fans because if Auburn then upsets Alabama and Texas A&M wins out, Texas A&M would go to the SEC championship game 
flip side of that, Auburn still controls their own destiny in the SEC West. So if they win this one, they have another tough game coming up. And then the Iron Bowl, Auburn could represent the SEC West in the SEC title game as well. So, again, Texas A&M, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. It's, uh, I'll say two things. Like, Auburn, it, it feel like every time we pick one of their games, I pick it wrong. Like, when I, when I believe in them, I pick them, they, they end up losing or whatever, or whichever way you say it. I think I will say Auburn has, has made me believers over the past couple of weeks uh, with, with how they've played and the big wins they've gotten. Uh, so give me Auburn. I also think it's uh, insanely ridiculous how, how highly up uh, Texas A&M is ranked. So give me Auburn, and hopefully Texas A&M loses right. and uh, how many losses slips, they slips down. Who? They got two losses. Just they have two. two, and they beat Alabama. Okay. They probably have the best win of the year. They probably have the best yeah. win of the year with some – yeah, with some bad losses and bad overall performances Who all around. To? I don't think that's a good team. Arkansas is a bad loss. Then you can say and that Mississippi now. State. But Mississippi State's number seventeen. Yeah, Mississippi State's way too highly ranked too. I don't care. This is <laughs> this is exactly stop being the college football co- committee. All right, because that's exactly what they do to me. It's like, like why is well, Alabama number Alabama, two? Alabama's number two because they have these ranked wins well, over well, these they teams lost that we number put fourteen in the team. Well, yeah, because you overranked team. all of them. Yeah, don't do this. I put stop. it like this. I saw Bo Nix going to College Station two years ago beat Texas A&M. Bo, I apologize. I've gone against you the past two weeks. I will not do it this week. Give me Auburn. You don't have to apologize to Bo Nix, but I'll also go with Auburn uh, in this game. All right, I just need uh, answers on these next two. Number 17, Mississippi State at Arkansas. Arkansas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, I think I went with Arkansas in this one. Just yeah, need I'm, answers. I'm going to go with Arkansas, yeah. Razorbacks. Razorbacks. Uh, I'm going to go – yeah, I don't think Mississippi State is around. Arkansas, number nineteen, Miss or in, number nineteen, NC State, two and a half point favorites at Florida State. In, yeah, Florida State, NC State always messes up. I don't know who I went with. I don't know who you picks, went with either. But <laughs> Cam, no, you gotta go. You gotta go. Oh, shout out to BJ Bennett, man. Florida State. Florida State. Uh, yeah. Give me NC State on the road. All right. This one's amazing because we haven't spoken about it at all. And it's typically one of the biggest games of the year. LSU at number two, Alabama. Alabama's a 28 and a half point favorite over LSU. And I th- yeah. if they come out and play their best game offensively, I think they could cover. But I'm going to go with LSU. Both teams coming off a bye. Uh, LSU, hopefully, a little bit more healthy. And they show up sometimes this year, right? So maybe they show up for this one. Oh, Bama. Roll, tie, roll. So, give me Bama. I think LSU covers in that one. All right, quickly on these next two. Tennessee's a one-point favorite at number 18, Kentucky. So, this one's basically just a pick em. Kentucky's really good against the run, but that's not going to help them against uh, Hooker. Uh, Hooker. So, uh, give me Tennessee. Yeah, if Hooker's playing, give me Tennessee. It's at Kentucky. Give me the Wildcats. Uh, Florida coming off that Georgia loss. They are 20-point favorites on the road at South Carolina. I'll go with Florida. They'll be fine. Give me them Gators, yeah. Yeah, Florida's going to absolutely bury South Carolina because they have to. We'll be right back right here on Second Down. Final segment coming up next. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Urshry. Uh, Big show coming up today on 3 and Out. Jared Binko, Athletic Director for Georgia Southern, going to be joining us at the top of the next hour. Obviously, Clay Helton, uh, introduced yesterday, Cam, and uh, I, I really like what he brought to the program there. Again, Clay Helton, the new head coach at Georgia Southern, and he had his introductory press conference, and he said all the things that a coach is going to say, but I thought the cool thing was he really 
emphasized kind of the fact that Georgia Southern is an untapped resource right now. And he's kind of excited because you have Jared Binko who came in just before the pandemic and kind of had to deal with all of that and then making the move and hiring his head coach. They kind of see Georgia Southern as this, I don't want to say reclamation project. It's more of we have this amazing base we can build on. We see the success Coastal Carolina's had. Potentially we ask them about uh, the 12-team playoff in the future. They don't see themselves just competing to try to win the Sun Belt. He wants to make Georgia Southern one of those nationally recognized Cincinnati-esque programs, and I, th- I thought that was really cool hearing that from Clay Helton yesterday. No, that's really cool. I mean, you got somebody of his stature coming in, former you know coach at USC. That's yep. a big program. You come into Georgia Southern, and he's basically telling you, hey, I mean, it's nice to compete for the Sun Belt, but we get an opportunity to compete for the college football playoffs. Why not be Cincinnati in the UCFs yeah. of the world? So. I, again, I thought I was really impressed uh, with that. But, again, Clay Helton introduced. Jared Binko going to join us next uh, coming up here on 3 and Out. Uh, but quickly here, before we move over to 3 and Out, the Ahmad Arbery trial obviously starting down in Brunswick. want to give our thoughts and prayers to the Arbery family uh, as they deal with that. And we hope justice, or I'll say I hope justice prevails. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I uh, hope justice prevails in that trial that, again, begins today opening statements were this morning and we'll try to keep you up to date as news breaks jared binko up next